Mm-hmm. Yep, most people here. Yeah. I think we, we can yeah. Yeah, kind of get started. Kind of people yeah, trickle in, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just start it. Uh, I started the first narrative kind of, it's potential Bitcoin dominance breakdown further from what it is already. And that would of course spawn an alt season. Um, I think Dennis might disagree with me on this one, but I think we have an alt season like on our doorsteps with this potential, uh, Bitcoin dominance breakdown. Um, Looking on um, trading view, it looks like Ethereum dominance has kind of been rallying since about um, October 11th. So we haven't seen maybe most of, a lot of liquidity run to alts just yet, but I think that's going to um, flip here pretty soon because um, we've seen kind of we've seen Shib rally here, uh, and now we're kind of seeing. Um, yeah, the DeFi resurgence. So I think it might be pretty fair to say that we're going to be seeing an alt season. Um, I think it, we, and I think it also might be pretty fair to say that like we might see the um, money flow happen more, more or less, because Ethereum is kind of rallying um, against Bitcoin right now. It's up eight percent to Bitcoin's three point five percent. So. Um, yeah, we might see like large caps rally this coming week is almost what I'm thinking. Uh, with that, um, I think one of the biggest plays, um, one of the biggest ecosystems that I'm going to be looking forward to is like Solana. Uh, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of uptick in, um, pretty good, um, Solana projects. So, like, I think Drift is one of them, um, a perp protocol. Um, and there's a few more, but I'm mainly interested in, um, yeah, I, I think Solana's price action is going to, I think it's going to go back into price discovery again here soon. So, I think its ecosystem is going to pick up um, when that does happen. So I want to start exploring the ecosystem soon, uh, sooner rather than later. And um, yeah, I was uh, might even jump in on some shit coins there, like Samo. Samo is <laughs> the, the Solana shit coin, or it's the Solana dog coin. So I might take some of these leverage bets in these ecosystems and try to make it. Mm, make me better. I'm just an island boy, guys. Nick me. Oh no. No, it's been shitcoin season lately on Solana. They just they finally bridged over the the Dgens. So uh, <laughs> Shimu is the one you're talking about, right? Uh, Samo. Samo, yeah. Yeah, Samo. Samo, yeah. Something with the S. Yeah, that that's been rallying a lot. Yeah, Samo rallied like but thousand percent in the last seven days. <laughs> I'm, it's nice to see I'm that, that touching more that. than just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's more of a bet on the ecosystem though. Like I think the the shitcoin um meme coins are going to continue and I think Solana's gonna do dogs. well. Gotta find the right dogs. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find the right dogs. Yeah, so exactly. Maybe the, some maybe the, Inu is the big one on East right now. Also um, yeah, I think before we kind of jump into the next topic, we should get an um, uh, intro from Richard. Oh, we just kind of jumped into this, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Okay. Um, then, yeah, let's let's just maybe do that right now. Hey, <laughs> Richard. Sorry, Richard. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Richard. How's it going? <laughs> Richard is very excited today, actually. Richard, what what's the date today? What is the what's, date? What is the date? Thursday? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's time. <laughs> Doesn't your dog uh, <laughs> compete end yesterday? Uh, yeah, it ended two, two days ago. Two days ago. There you go. Congrats. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, what do you uh, give us uh, a good show then? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm just angel investing now. I've been pretty active in the space since 2017. Um, you know, obviously used to work at TRW Cumberland. I uh, was leading the investment arm there and uh, obviously invested in a number of different projects while I was there. And then, you know, since then, um, I've been pretty active out in the space just at, as an angel. Um, I've done a decent number of investments over the past year. Um, you know, a lot of them in DeFi and then uh, NFTs and then uh, now kind of exploring the gaming, um, you know, gaming space a little bit more actively. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, you know, try to help out different projects kind of on the introduction side as well as um, a little bit on the marketing side as well. Cool, cool. Um, nice. Yeah, Richard's uh, big on Terra. He's very plugged into the Terra ecosystem. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Terra, actually. Yeah, so we can, uh, can talk about a little more than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the two big ones out there these days um, that people are looking at are, you know, Terra and Solana. Well, I mean, in some ways, I think people are beginning to look a little bit more at Terra. Um, and then I think Algorand's kind of like, you know, another one that people are beginning to kind of look at, um, I think, Near kind of. I mean, there's a couple of, um, you know, projects being developed on Near, but um, I think, you know, like in terms of like, you know, alternative layer ones, those are probably the, um, you know, the bigger ones that people are um, thinking of. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. Can I ask you, uh, Richard, if, uh, what do you think about Lowerf? Have you heard of that? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed you there. Uh, what do you think about Lazerve Finance? It's another own fork on Terra. Oh, I have not. I have not seen that. I've. I mean, um, in terms of like the own forks, I mean, there's been so many of them that. Uh, I mean, I've. Um, I did a little bit. Uh, you know, we just kind of closed a little bit of. Uh, you know, me and another angel, like we did a decent chunk of uh, climate out recently. Um, so that was uh, pretty interesting, I think, to us. Um, and then, I mean, there's one that just launched today called, um, let's see here, um, Anubis DAO, actually. Yeah, so, I I just, mean, like, I'm making that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, there's been a little bit of controversy, but I think it's interesting. Uh, the, yeah, I don't, I mean, like, Sisyphus did it right, and then people say Pebble DAO got, like, an insider deal, but it's LBP, yeah. so I don't think it matters. And it's people don't understand the valuation. They just think it's like a... I don't think they can the insider trade this. Actually, I think it's like decently high because I think they I forgot where they started, um, whether it was at eight cents or so. I mean, at eight cents, I think it was like a 40 million valuation. Yeah, so. it's, like, it's like 70 ish right now. Total supplies, okay. uh, 696. Uh, a million, so it's like just under eighty million. So yeah, I guess not, like not bad. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess part of it is like whether this gets all sold out at the end. I mean, it's a one day LBP that they're yeah. doing. I mean, I thought um, would have been ideal is if they just went straight to Uniswap. Um, you know, like some of these anonymous, like you know, kind of launches where you know it gets launched pretty fast. Like I think the most ideal way is to just go with through Uniswap to do. Well, they need you know, the bonds, right? Assuming they have the front end ready, you still need to get the right people in to like bond to bootstrap your liquidity. And if that's... you if you know what happened with uh, Messi, right, that could that could backfire with the narrative right now. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, in some ways, like they could also provide some of the initial. I mean, it could just be a very, um, you know, very small liquidity, um, you know, very small ETH pool that they create on Uniswap. I mean, like Fado was like another anonymous one um, that launched like two weeks ago, and then they launched that on Uniswap and, you know, did decently well. So. It's, um, yeah, I think these LBP things only make sense for like, you know, projects that raise and, you know, have support and, you know, essentially have gone through the motions uh, where there's kind of natural buyers kind of stepping in. Um, like the, in this case, like, you know, uh, I think, I don't know how long ago they, I mean, they, I think the, the inception of the idea came about a little bit while ago, but, you know, it hasn't been, um, you know, it hasn't been a really long time. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess given, you know, like given all the, 
you know, kind of dog coins pump, uh, you know, prices going up along with, you know, Ohm uh, being like a very large, uh, you know, uh, you know, topic, topic of interest um, almost seems like, you know, like if it, this gets launched, you know, I wonder, um, you know, how kind of what happens. And I think they'll probably have a little bit of things up their sleeves um, after this thing gets launched. Any, uh, you guys want to talk about, uh, Luna right off the top, I guess. Um, I know it's not one of our narratives, but, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, Phil's might as well, because Richard's there, yeah. Yeah, I know if Richard's bullish on it, I know Phil's bullish on it. Um, I really like Luna. I don't know enough about what's going on over there. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty good place to start. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll just kind of start uh, with initially. I mean, I think um, it's interesting because I think they're, you know, like Luna versus like Solana and some of these other guys. I mean, like ETH is more of like a generalized, to me, it's more of like a generalized, um, you know, DAP platform that's out there. Um, whereas like, you know, Solana, some of the projects are targeted more towards kind of like trading based application, trading and DeFi. And Luna is as well, but I think they're, main target or you know what they want to be is kind of more of a um you know the token the stable coin more as kind of transactional token but they're going to build an ecosystem around payments savings and uh you know yield um around that so um you know kind of like building you know kind of like the uh paypal or like kind of the uh, you know, eventually have other people pay, build the PayPal or the Venmo, um, you know, of crypto. So um, it is interesting. I mean, they've done a good job, I think, in terms of like having the initial like primitives with, you know, Mirror and Anchor um, as their first two products, um, dApps kind of out there. Um, and then now people are building things on top of Anchor, you know, like uh, Anchor is basically a yield protocol that, you know, um, can provide 20% yield. Uh, for, you know, people who deposit UST. So then now you have Orion, who is, uh, you know, building on top of Anchor. So, you know, for any stable coins that you deposit, you know, whether that's like USDC or USDT or anything else, um, Orion will go out in there and then, uh, you know, use Anchor to, um, you know, kind of provide that yield for people along with, you know, their native tokens right now. So you're getting a little bit extra yield on top of that. Um, and then you have, you know, guys like, uh, I mean, there's another project called White Whale that's kind of like what Orion is doing with Anchor, but they add um, another caveat on top of that where, um, you know, uh, if there is some type of, um, you know, arbitrage across, you know, certain markets, they're going to have a, um, you know, they're going to have algorithms to kind of arb those uh Arb those arbitrages. So essentially be able to earn a little bit extra yield on top of that in addition to the yield on Anchor. Um, and then you'll probably earn a little bit of yield in white whale token. So um, it is kind of like a, you know, kind of interesting things that people are um, building on top of um, Terra Luna. Um, I think the, you know, the regulatory issues, I think is probably a little bit, um, you know, nebulous and unclear. Um, you know, holding a Luna token is good because, you know, um, every every uh, project that gets built on top of Luna, uh, you know, uh, or most projects, or I guess almost every project so far, um, you know, you get a little, little bit of airdrop um, if you stake your Luna. So, um, it is a, you know, like to me, it is like, you know, kind of a uh, financial application that they're, uh, you know, uh, that they're building. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Um, Luna is like one of those chains where I, I kind of always keep tabs on it. And then I look back like a week later and it's always like it grew up. Um, something new sprouted out and they have like, uh, half a million or half a billion TVL locked like from that week. Like Luna's always kind of making some big improvements. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, if you look at Anchor, like the amount of TVL that's been on there has been, you know, it's been rising pretty steadily. It's at like 3 billion. So I'm looking at it right now. Is it actually 5 billion UST? Yeah, is it five now? I, I don't remember the last time I checked. Um, so it's five billion UST. How much UST did Anchor uh, Terra Mint? 
how many US oh in total? Um it's a lot. Um Oh it yeah, is a lot. a lot. Yeah. I don't remember the number. Yeah, circulating supply is Wait, Securing Supply says it's two billion. Oh, two point seven well, billion. For Anchor, um, it's also uh, you know, people who are depositing. Um, so I mean, they're taking the TVL of like the other collateral that people are depositing. So, um, essentially, like you're earning a yield on Anchor based off of the proof of stake. Uh, you know, coins that are out there. So, right now it's B Luna and B ETH. Um, and essentially, you're basically earning some uh some yield on those assets so like they're they're not taking sorry they're not they're taking a little bit of the ust from people you know who are you know depositing to uh to lend and then they're also taking the deposits for um you know for people who are depositing b luna and b and then yeah terra ust yield is actually really good it's like a 20 percent yeah, yeah, it's on your stable. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's uh, that's kind of what they you know kind of the the point of it or kind of like the advertisement of it. So you know they're going to have twenty percent yield uh, subsidized, partially subsidized by the people who are um, you know collateralizing with uh, Luna and ETH um, from the yield, and then partially from uh, Anchor tokens as well. Mm. So it consistently gets to that twenty percent yield uh, from those things, um, uh, you know, along with so the people cool. who are borrowing, um, you know, kind of the interest rate that they're they're um, uh, incurring. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think Anchor is definitely building enough DeFi ecosystem to kind of like sustain that yield and more, actually. Yeah, and then part of the fees that they yeah. use, um, obviously, is used to kind of buy back. I mean, I think there's probably, in my opinion, like the economics will probably change a little bit. They'll probably buy back a little bit more. Um, right now, the inflation is pretty high because of, um, you know, kind of this bootstrapping phase. So I imagine, mm. like, there is some probability that they change some of the economics, in which case I think, um, you know, it'd be a pretty, pretty... Um, do you know what kind of like projects are kind of like kind of sprouting in Terra right now? Yeah. Like obviously it's like Terra's like, you know, like it's leveraging its UST through like um there's a, there's a lot of stable play like I guess like uh, Anchor is like um like similar to like a foundational stable play. So is like Ryan, right? Yeah, so there's a lot. I mean like um most of it is developed outside of like the core uh um, kind of Terraform Labs. So, I mean, Anchor and Mirror um, and kind yeah, of like Anchor, Hy- Mirror, yeah. Pylon as well, um, which is their um, their launch pad, uh, decentralized launch pad. Um, it's on there. And then, I mean, there's a couple, I mean, I, th- I know Delphi is, you know, doing Mars and Astroport, um, you know, which both of them, you know, one is kind of on the lending space and then the other is on kind of the... Um, uh, you know, AMM um, kind of um, uh, swap space. So um, both of them are, I think, are going to do pretty well. Um, and then the, uh, there's like Apollo DAO. That's another one that um, that I did, which is basically kind of like a year on top of Terra as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, like overall, the valuation on some of the... And then there's like Spar... Uh, there's another one called Spar that's going to come out soon. Um, that's basically a... Um, yeah, I think we got into that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so I mean, like overall, the valuation on these things are a lot lower than some of the Solana projects. Like the Solana projects, I understand, like, you know, on top of Solana, it's, you know, it's very, um, you know, attractive, but um, it is... Uh, the valuation is pretty high on a lot of those. Right, right. Mm, okay. Um, sounds good. Yeah. Do we want to kind of like go through some of the other things? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and yeah, let's, let's skip to DeFi resurgence. Um, like I think we were talking about it a little bit on Tuesday with, uh, Scoopy in like regards with like the um the curve rallying uh so like curve rallied to like five dollars if i'm not mistaken and um yeah i think we might see a, a DeFi resurgence and a lot of in some of these like 
DeFi 1.0 coins, maybe DeFi 2.0 coins. Um, mm. Is yeah, is is pr- is is pretty much what I'm speculating on. Um, or yeah, it's it's definitely a narrative that's popped back up. So I think it's something to be um, worth talking about. Definitely. Um, what's curve at right now? I don't know what to play off of, like right off uh, off of this. Like I think convex is probably a good play still. Um, yeah, so convex. Uh, Con- yeah, I'm just convex, trying to find the agenda. Is, um, <clears throat> I don't know this. I'll sh- I'll try to show a thread, but uh, I think convex is a better play than curve for the same war. Um, yeah. What is this war between convex and it's uh, not just them? It's, it's like a um, keeper and uh, who else is there? Stake Dow. All these guys are trying to get best yield for their curve aggregator, and they have to have a lot of curve tokens to have the highest boost. Um. So they're trying to come up with like creative ways. Got it. So everyone's trying to leverage curve to like to get the best yield possible. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm guessing like convex is like a leader in that. Right um, convex, uh, because when you own convex, you also can like vote. Uh, with their curve, uh, with their DAO structure, you just cannot withdraw it. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's as far as I know. But uh, there's a, someone that did a better thread. I'll try to bring it up. Is is yeah? FTX is like minting a ton of convicts yeah. though. Dude, I think they have like a five have five hundred million dollar wallet. That's like. Just focus on minting like um convex. Okay. So yeah, that's a concentration risk. Um yeah, I think we might see some other so I just don't know what though. Um, oh yeah, um yeah, if you if you guys follow uh Tetranode, he made a good tweet on uh like convex is probably the the play here for the curve war. Um, mm. I'll try to share it. Yeah, we should definitely do like a more in depth onto um the curve war that's going on because I I'm, I'm not too familiar. I just know like there's like a bunch of whales and like institutions that are like participating in this whole thing right now. And it's just like they're they try to get um, curve tokens to leverage up their to to get more voting power so they can get higher yield. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's not just voting; it's like the boost, right? You have to under your protocol. Let's say you have a smart contract. The smart contract address has a lot of um, curve staked, so then naturally they they have the higher boost. It's just how it works, yeah. I think. Got it. Yeah, let's let's definitely do an in depth like a detail down on that. Just like I guess, like yeah, like even like a in even a, like a basic overview would like kind of like help orient it, like you know, like who the players are, you know, like what are the different criterias, and you know, um, what's like you know liquidity deposited into each right now just the basic yeah. and so i think that'll were, like allow uh, yeah it was like uh keeper dow or the what room uh uh staker dow i think or stake dow um probably also yearn and then abra uh comics those are the okay, yes. ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I got to do a little bit more research on that myself. Um, yeah, because I, I think we're we're kind of late to the game on that, but I mean, like, it'll be good to just kind of like have a lay of the land so yeah, exactly. we can see like how that evolves into like the next play. Yeah, Is it, yeah, yeah. The whole curve, everything that exists around curve, I I don't know much around, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, I haven't even bought that curve. Curve tokenomics is just bad. Like, I've never bought like, Inflation is way too high. Uh, but the yeah. protocol is really good. And they, they actually are one that, like, has crazy good yield that's able to sustain their uh, super high inflation as well. Um, it's just so interesting. But it's a stable coin been, at this point. It's yeah. a stable coin of $3. Yeah. <laughs> Three, I was about to say the same thing. It's a $3 yeah. stable coin since yeah. I got into crypto. Um, yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll talk about the, the big draw for today. Let's talk about these ohm forks. Um, yeah, so these ohm forks are kind of popping up uh, all over the place. Like there was Climadow. Um, there's squid that kind of launched today. I, I don't know much about squid, so, um, and they're pretty much just trying and there's time of course. And, um, yeah, they're all pretty much just reserve currencies. They build up a reserve, uh, in an LP and then the, the, uh, the tokens are backed up to that threshold. So. Uh, I do think this trend is going to continue on these other chains. Um, so, like, one that's kind of getting pretty prominent right now is Rome, uh, and that would be, like, on Moon River. Um, I've seen, like, eight, I think, is another one. That's on um, one, uh, Harmony one. Yeah, yeah, it's um, There's... Metropolis, which is a cross-chain um, reserve currency, and they're like partnered with Hopper Protocol. And then there's uh, just to name a shitcoin one. There's uh, Shib Ohm, and I think it's just like Ohm, but with uh, Shib. You just bond Shib for you know Shib tokens. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much anything. Uh, intelligent to say on these. It's just more like writing the trend. But I think one thing I was trying to highlight to Garlem is um, I'm willing to buy on the second market for a decent amount of these because if I get in at a low enough market cap and like one like Rome, for example, uh, Moon River, like an ecosystem that I believe in, um, I think I can like I think that one has a pretty good chance of surviving because of the ecosystem. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much willing to bet on these because of the, the ecosystem. And I, I, um, I don't think these are going, uh, I want to find a good way to say this. Some of these are going to be rugs definitely, but I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in these, uh, in the coming days in these home forks. Yeah, it's all like a valuation and then DD for the team kind of game, I think. I Pretty much, still yeah. don't understand yeah. how that yields comes. Like, I don't understand <laughs> the 8,000. I, I really don't. Like, I, I, I try to understand it. I don't know how it's sustainable. Like, how... Garlem, Garlem, they're, they're not sustainable. These will all be extinct. Like, it, the only way it's sustainable is if they're backed by something that will continue rising for example clima with the carbon back credits right the carbon-based credits like that's that's a resource that will continue to rise in price and so if you put it for example if you do a uh back by usdc like yeah it's gonna run out fast you can't sustain a 8 million apy you know yearly yield um but it's just pawns and almonds you just gotta it's just like most of DeFi with all the shit coins just got to get in and get out at the right time. But yeah, like for example, Ohm's market cap right now is four billion, right? The total value deposited yeah. 
is 3.6 billion. Um, the market value of treasury asset is 645 million. So it's almost like six times less. The risk-free value of treasury asset is 142 million, which is almost 30 times. I'd say about 30, is that right? No, maybe a little bit more, like 25 times less than the amount of, you know, deposited. And that's almost like 35 times, 35 times less than the, um, uh, the market value, right? So that's why I'm like, It's just I think fractional reserve out. backing. You know, it's the same thing. Decentralized central bank, but it's uh, fundamentally it's not full backing. That's a uh, that's a fact. Yeah. But does okay? I'm just going to be the the dumb one. Does anyone understand the how the percentage is so high though? Uh, you just issue. So it's like they. Go ahead, Bacon. Um, you so for the risk revalue there, that's the die and frax and LUSD. I think um, for each one dollar of those, there's one ohm issued, uh, and then yeah, it just hasn't been uh, fully distributed yet. That's why the it's so high. Um. Oh, I think I get that. So, fully distributed as in like the the the, the yield has been fully distributed. Yeah, let me just let me just try it up. So, like in the last couple of days, like they basically like really ramped up like deposits. Mm, I guess yeah, not like, even because, so. Like, so, like you, you see. Like currently, ohm supply is four million, but that number you have for the risk-free value—that's the targeted total supply given the current treasury. So, and then the percentage is just how, like, uh, quickly they want to distribute that. So, okay, so yeah. I I, okay, I, I do um, like the model of like okay, like. This thing is, um, yeah, it's like it's like a protocol on liquidity. I really like that because it, it is more sustainable that way. That is true. But if you look at the chart right now, look, like look at September twenty fifth, it was one billion dollar of total value deposited. Now it's about three point six billion dollars, right, within a month, right. Which means that yeah. three point six billion people, like two point six billion uh, more dollar, would be earning eight thousand percent on their on their deposits, right? Uh, like that's that's what it is. And if that happens, like. You know, like this thing is either going to be the biggest coin, or someone has to start liquidating. We should have on the the ohm guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, they want to have you like, like at the end. Yeah. It's, um, I like pretty early on. I think it was like three hundred million mark cap or something. I talked with one of the guys on Twitter and. It's a the only the assumption is like the growth rate will not stop, and I told him like, how do you know that's not going to stop? He said, look, like, it'll probably be six months and it won't stop, and it has been six months and it hasn't stopped. But yeah, at some point, like, it will be too big, and then um, people will need to sell, and enough people will want to be selling because they just want the money out, and then that will kind of at that point they'll have to change the dynamics. Um, there's like a coefficient it could in there. go down all the way to I, you know, like in theory, it could go down to the risk free value of yeah, yeah, that's that's the floor price for a market, which is 
140 which million. Which is almost like, yeah, right. which is about 35 times less yeah. than the price today. So you could get chopped 35x. Yeah, it like it's very difficult for that to happen very quickly uh, because not only is this like a Ponzi, but also when everyone wants to leave, um, nobody can withdraw liquidity. They only have OM uh, because the treasury holds like all the liquidity. So yeah. because that can be pulled, it, it also won't have a cascading effect where liquidity also drains. But yeah, like price can, we have seen price go down like 30% uh, in a week. Um, but Ponzi's so strong right now. So 50% uh, in a day. <laughs> has it been a day? That's uh, Yeah, it dropped, I think it dropped close to 50% yeah. in a day. Yep. I mean, they all understand it's a Ponzi. Like, they, they don't have the fundamental, you know, the answer there as to like, when the predicted you know rate can stop they just assume it'll go to infinity um probably not the case right so (laughs) it was crazy listening to you say that it was 300 million dollar market cap it was 300 million and i i went on twitter i talked to asfi um the one of the earlier guys that was like non-anon and then he showed me like the risk free value growth and then how that, uh, as long as it continues growing, the runway will conti- will continue staying still, and then your APY will still be very much similar, so people won't exit. And I'm just asking, like, okay, how do you just look at past three months and say next year is going to be the same growth rate? He just said, look, like, let's see. <laughs> and then I just, at that point, I just knew, okay, like, yeah, it's... Uh, you kind of have to take a bet, right? Will people like the Ponzi? And they do, so. Um, yeah. well, we like the Ponzi too. And we're going to make some money off of them. Yeah. Ponzi's now. Yeah, so what's yeah. Squid? Uh, you guys aped into Squid today? Um, yeah. I know a squid. little bit about that. But what, what the fuck were those NFTs that you guys were buying? That's just squid like... Squid like an NFT. It's a, yeah, that's just a placer for the actual token, squid token. So squid is each squid is backed by one ETH. Everything else is the same as OM. Um, and right now they're selling, I think, 42 total squids. Some people say 48, some people like 30 something, but something like 40 something squids. Uh, that's kind of the initial distribution. Uh, so let's say like 48 squids, each uh, initial supply, each backed by one ETH. And then um, if you look at like initial state of Ohm, right, even though it's only one die back in each, it started trading at like a few hundred dollars, right? So that's why people are willing to ape in. Um, pre-staking rewards, right, at something like 200 ETH per squid because it's each back well by one ETH, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, this shit is at 126 ETH for the squid number 34. What the hell? We... Oh, no, it's been averaged by it's, 200. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. So it's, this is like a rich people's game kind of thing. Yeah, and like big. There's some there's some major players in this. Like, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I I bought the I bought the previous one, the number thirty two. With, with how much? How much? Uh, two twenty six. Are you serious? Two twenty six. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Congrats, you own a picture of a squid. Nah, oh, it's big brain. And, it's and big don't brain. worry, it's only it's, it's backed by one ear. So if they rug, you get one ear. <laughs> only thing is if they rug, but like people have seen like enough uh, major players oh, to, to to like say they probably won't rug. Dude, that's a mill. Garland, why do you have a picture? Why do you have a picture of humanoid? 
Replace that shit with your squid. It is disgusting <laughs> how I spend money. For Jesus I am disgusted by my spending habits. I actually I'm just dis- disgusted by it. Yeah. It's okay, it's okay. I also have one. I so really like it though. It was like the only Asian guy. It's it's got the Asian hair too. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what does it look like? like? Oh, I'm gonna start drawing pictures. Switch your profile <laughs> picture. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I changed it after the auction was over. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Wait, Dennis, uh, did you get one too? I have uh, yeah, Dennis got 20, 26, I think. With, with how much? 27. How much? I think 174. Oh, you got it for cheap. <laughs> yeah, Dennis got it for cheap. Fucking whale talk. Garland called me this morning oh, and I just man. woke up and he's like, hey, buddy. Uh, are we going to be throwing. Hey, buddy. Two hundred ETH into this NFT, like and I was like, should I? And I was like, I don't know. God damn, it's oh, gotta be yeah. Shit. Got all yeah. this money with you, if that's the case. I don't, I don't know. Probably yeah. all this it's it's always like yeah. It's always always uh, <laughs> it's so, there's certain risk. Money yeah, certain risks. Yeah. Don't worry, it's backed by Winnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Back by one. Get one it's not even it's 10, it's one ETH. Might as well keep it. It is oh disgusting. God. That's like an exit liquidity is all I hear. Yeah, like- I, I think I was like suspicious and like everyone else is like exit liquidity. <laughs> do I like? I, mean, maybe, like maybe. I, I might as well. Yeah, I might as well hold it. Dude, well, there's a uh, there's another uh, ohm fork. I can't tell what chain, so maybe they haven't decided yet. But it's called Nitty Dow, and uh, it seems to be kind of a cultish vibe, like Temple Dow. But the cool thing is, they're backed by real world assets, specifically metals. So. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah, I hate um, these real world. Dude, SEC is gonna be all over that shit. <laughs> yeah, I hate real world assets. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, you're right. Anytime you do real world assets, good luck. Yeah, every time someone says real world assets, it's just like a bearish for me. Um, what else do we? What else do we have in terms of uh, what, what, what else do you want to go over? Um, 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 um. There, yeah, so there's the shitcoin, which I don't think we need to jump too deep into. Um, but it is the season again where we're going to start getting out traded by TikTok kids. So watch out for that. Um, and then there's going to be. The, the parallel pack drop is coming up on Saturday. Um, yeah, I think this might cause a bit of a... Uh, this has kind of been one of the reasons why I've kind of been bullish on like the, the GameFi and like gaming recently. Um, I think with pretty due reason, I think we've seen a pretty good pop with this parallel drop. But um, yeah, on Saturday, they're going to be having their pack drop 2. Pack drop Three, I I forget now, but um, either way, I think this is going to be a pretty big uh, value prop for a lot of people. So, if you can get into, uh, if you like aping into NFTs, like I think this is pretty, it's worth trying to get into. I think definitely. Um, and then yeah, I think the alpha around here is just ape in and hope for the best. Yeah, I guess that's um, always the alpha. Yes, with these NFTs. So yeah, if you do not have a parallel account, probably it's probably best to go and uh, onto the website right now and make one, uh, so you can participate in the pack drop. But um, yeah, some some more alpha around this is like the the galaxy keys are going to be the government or the the uh, prime keys are going to be the governance token. So um, those are going to be fractionalized in December. And 
I'm that's, that's going to be one of the main assets that I'm going to be looking into buying because um, the pack drop is in the end of October. So during November, there's going to be a bit of a lull period where nothing happens. So I think their hype is going to die down. And um, I think trying to get like a prime key for like 10 Ethereum, I think is crazy cheap. Um, and then I think that would put the valuation for prime around like 80 million. I think I'm just talking off the top of my head though. So don't quote me on that, but either way right now that the prime keys are ridiculously cheap, um, mm. even at its current valuation. So I don't want to get too greedy, but it is like dropping 20 ETH on a NFT and, um, after our last conversation, I don't think that's a big deal for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's also a great parallel though, right? Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah, I do not know what parallel DAO does, but um, well, there's like I think they're gonna they're gonna just like buy uh, buy the buy the buy the, the keys. And the NFTs, so they're like a guild, more or less. And then I think they're gonna fractionalize it, right? Did I get that right, Dennis? That's my understanding. Yeah, uh, that was my understanding. Knows. yeah they're gonna fractionalize yeah. the prime keys. Yeah, but Fraction... yeah, fractionalization of the prime keys. Nobody really knows no. what the cal- uh, catalyst keys or galaxy keys do yet. So I mean, I guess if you really want to speculate, it could be worth popping for one of those, but. Mm. Um, those are catalyst keys are like 100 uh, ETH or something and galaxy keys are like 13 ETH and nobody even knows what the fuck they do so mm. um, yeah the, the real pack drop if you're more of a shrimp I definitely think the real pack, uh, the real alpha is participating in the pack drop uh, if you're mm. a bigger player the real alpha is waiting two weeks or so after launch and trying to buy the dip uh, in the prime keys, I think. And the SE cards, like there's only a certain number of SE cards getting released. So um, yeah, I think buying like three of each SE card, you can have three of any one card to a deck. So um, a lot of these SE cards, there's like 1500 um, cards in total. So uh, there's a pretty high collectability for the people who do want three SE cards uh, in a deck. So I think I think there's a lot of collectability coming up, but um, at the same time, like the game's not coming out for another year or so. So you might be bag holding these NFTs uh, for a while if you if you plan on holding. Uh, regardless, though, if you get into the drop, I think you're going to be in the green as soon as you get the NFTs, pretty much. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty bullish on Parallel. And pretty much anything, like, uh, there's these guilds, so I think, like, Parallel DAO is another guild. But there's, um, there's one guild. But there's another guild by the Finch Inverse, and I think Cali P, I think is his name. And they, they're now working with Parallel, and then they have their own guild uh, called Inverse Guild. So I'm trying to get in on there, too. I think I'm pretty bullish on uh, Parallel and the guilds in Parallel, because I think it's pretty mm. slept on. Um, yeah, I think people kind of yeah. think it's just going to be like a like a shitty Pokemon game or something like that. Yeah, I think um, guilds are going to be really interesting plays too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I think you raised an interesting point uh, last time we talked about it where they they farm certain assets in like the metaverse uh, or, you know, their own... Like, you don't really get the governance token when... Uh, like my scholars don't, they earn SLP, not the governance token, AXS. So like mm. there is a little bit of a weird um, aspect around these like play to earn games. But I think Parallel is definitely has a, a pretty good chance to um, 
emulate Axie's success and kind of take it into a different direction, I think. And that's definitely their, their plans with it. So mm, got it. Yeah, I'm pretty bullish. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, like invest in like inverse guild, I think, or, or some of these other guilds. Um, and then, yeah, does anybody want to highlight anything else around parallel or gaming or game or anything like that? I haven't seen too much on GameFi recently. Things are starting to kind of like shift back to DeFi now. Yeah, I mean, I, th yeah. I think it's still in the making. Like, I uh, I kind of have this big theory right now that um, like Axie can kind of turn on their like they can kind of flip the price of SLP with. Um, the breeding and a bunch of these updates that they have planned. So as soon mm. as they have like this, you know, ready to push out, um, I think a like SLP and AXS is going to do well. And that's going to be the, the start of like gaming season again. Cause we had right, like, right. a big boost. Like when, um, actually went from like $5 to like $20, like in May. Mm -hmm. And then since then gaming has been a huge narrative and that was like what spurred on parallel doing super well and a bunch of these other games. So mm -hmm. as soon as Axie wants to turn on the faucet, like the entire gaming sector is going to do well. And mm -hmm. Axie infinity wants to turn on the, the you know, uh, turn the faucet on real soon is how I right, look at right. it. So right. um, it's only a matter of time before I think we see game five pick up again and have like another resurgence. Because mm. uh, like, I feel like NFT and didn't Ori just launch and then like it, it, it's not doing too well? I don't know much about Ori. They raised, Ori, a the, they raised over 100 mil on like the... Ori raised 100 mil on Pilot? No, I mean on the like the public on uh, on the public. Yeah, they raise a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh my God. <clears throat> talking about the Solana project, right? Aurori. Yeah, yeah, Aurori. Yeah. yeah, it looks kind of like a oh. Pokemon kind of feels. Yeah, it's like a little like sad, little looking like. I guess like the NFTs. Yeah, yeah they raise a lot. Mm. Okay. Um, Richard, are you seeing anything interesting on your side? Um, I think on the, I mean, on the guild side, um, you guys were kind of mentioning, I mean, there's a lot of like, um, you know, uh, I guess on the gaming side, I mean, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, kind of triple A games that are being made, I feel like out there. And a lot of these things will take oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. time to develop. Yeah. So um you know like even alluvium i think is uh you know still taking some time to um for the yeah. launch i believe and also like you know the market have you seen like phantom galaxies and stuff i haven't like, seen like that a, one. yeah it's like it's like uh I, I don't think yeah, we even talked to them but i i know there's like um these like you know like top tier games coming out from like proper game studios that haven't even like um, raised yet. I guess that's true. That's true. I mm -hmm. think I think you'll probably see. I mean, like um, Ubisoft. Um, I think they're like part of like a uh, like some type of gaming um, alliance. So like, I mean, any of mm -hmm. these like you know, if if DeFi games become really big, like I wouldn't be surprised if like EA and some of these other guys start just kind of developing on top of them. Um, mm -hmm. So, but I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know. In this instance, I don't know if it would be, uh, you know, like EA would have a pretty strong competitive advantage, I feel like, over some of these other, um, you know, gaming players, um, just kind of given their audience, but, you know, as a publisher. But, um, you know, I, I think um, some of these things, like we're, you know, some of these like more high-end uh, decentralized games that people are developing. I think um, it is kind of a bet that, you know, the team and the game will have, like, staying power by the time they get released. Um, so, which is kind of true, which is kind of this case with 
um, you know, gaming in general. I mean, it's kind of a reason why people do, um, you know, kind of establish fran- franchises because that's easier to kind of sell to people. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see kind of what happens to that. I mean, like, and then, you know, there's like the casual games coming out. I mean, uh, you know, we did, or, you know, you, uh, you guys did as well um, with the Oni Squad. Um, you know, people kind of building more casual games on, on mobile or, mm-hmm. you know, games not like as sophisticated and you know, in the real world, like, you know, casual games actually take in a lot of money. Um, and part of it is also because, like, a lot of the whales, I mean, the whales uh, on casual games make up, I think, uh, they're, like, 2% or maybe 1% of, like, the um, yeah. you know, the people on there, but they make up, like, 90%. Like, of 70, uh, 90% yeah, yeah, of the revenue. It's a very, yeah. It's a very, yeah, it's a very large amount, right? So I imagine, like, yeah. it might even be better in crypto because... I mean, you have a lot more whales, you know, kind of on on these platforms playing. So you might actually generate a lot more revenue depending on the type of games that you develop. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested in, you know, somewhere maybe you know we've like done a couple ones on the higher end um, with like things like D Horizon. So interested in seeing on the lower end, um, you know, kind of what uh, what develops, you know, things like Only Squad. Um, so. Um, and then I think the other thing is like, you know, I think the guilds are, I mean, there's so many guilds out there. I think um, a lot of it, I think, will just kind of depend on, you know, like my bullish thesis is like how regionalized some of these guilds are. Um, you know, if you're like very focused, particularly in like, uh, you know, Brazil or like, um, like the more specific you can get in the country, I feel like the better. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've YGG with the Philippines. Um, but, you know, the more specific, the better, just because you have a better, you know, a more competitive advantage around those things. Or, you know, a guild that only focuses on one game or something like that. Um, if it's like a guild that focus, that's like, you know, trying to be, you know, everything to everyone, then I think it's probably, you know, it's probably not going to do too well, even though, you know, it might have like, a, you know, tr- um, you know, try to kind of develop a community. It just gets a little bit too messy. Mm. How does the does anyone know about like the esports team and like how they work? Do they only play like one game, or do you like these like esports team have like a different players for different games? Does anyone like familiar with like the how esports team is run? Because I feel like guilds are going to be similar. Yeah, I think they're. I think it's. Um... I'm not too a hundred percent sure on the esport part. I think like some of them are, you know, uh, get paid by some of the games to kind of play. So some of them have to like play mm. certain games that are out there, but I don't think they're like attached to only one game. Um, but I think there might be. Um, I don't know if there's like issues where you know like one game kind of pays them a lot more you know there's more incentive to you know prize money for example to play kind of one game or the other but yeah i mean there there are guilds out there um you know that are starting to i mean uh, like talk to a couple one of them out there like they're starting to kind of try to partner with um either either like streaming platforms or um you know other uh i guess like esports platform or i guess streaming platforms like um, and and uh, to kind of like you know put their put the players uh, you know in front of them uh, these kind of um, distribution channels to kind of um, uh, to kind of be a competitive advantage, right? Um, mm. So yeah, I mean I think that's like another another trend that's coming for a lot of these guilds. Mm. Oh, David just answered me. Oh yeah, so David um, actually uh, like. Apparently, there's like multiple verticals. So, like OG sports. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, these games, I think, yeah, I think that's how it's going to evolve. Like, these um, esports teams, because apparently they have like a different verticals for each game. So, you'll have like a CSGO team, you'll have like a League of Legends team, you'll have like a PUBG team. So, I do feel like as the growing size, and especially because it's like more of a community-driven kind of thing, like these guilds, and not necessarily like the paid players. Like, it's really interesting dynamic where 
the incentives are given by the protocol. And like, yeah, I guess like the games do that to a certain extent, but you know, like it's like a, like for blockchain games, it's like on a mass, like a more massive scale, right? So I do feel like they're, they're like the model that they're going to evolve to is more of like multiple verticals and like, you know, like these like scales um, having to take, you know, like different teams that can take on different games. Sorry, different players that can take on different games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you will, you will see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, gaming, gaming. Yeah, I like. It looks like the ohm narrative and ohm forks are kind of like over. It's it's kind of like engulfing the engulfing like the DeFi ecosystem right now. So really interested to see like how those evolve and like whether this model is like sustainable or not. Yeah. Yeah, um, hopefully, we could have a lot of money on it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ETH, I mean, as long as ETH keeps growing, I think it'll do well. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that's that. Yeah, I think this is a good place to close it too. Yeah, I think that's a good place. I think we talked about a couple of like really interesting stuff. Um, I do want to, yeah, like let's uh, let's get a get a quick uh, analysis going. Uh, like like something more of a top level analysis on the uh, the convex uh, the uh, the the curve war. Um, and we can actually call it a curve war, like curve land grab or something like really viral and like catching and then like let's release a like a graphic and a piece around there yeah me me and uh kadeem already got it written down too yeah so. yep sounds good awesome okay uh thank you uh, for coming on richard it was great yeah you. thanks richard and sharing some it's nice meeting you richard thank you richard. Yeah. good stuff